When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, world? You are in tune to the Cowboys Global Cast with your usual suspects, myself and your main man, Tom Tom. Tom Tom, what's good, man? Dinner's cooking and I can smell it. That's what's good. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Got some chicken and some corn and some beans and it's it's all melding together right now. It's kind of like one smell. And, oh, uh, God. Smells, smells oh, my God. I, I know that was very descriptive for you, those of you. <laughs> Who are listening, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was, it, was, it was a little awkward. It was a little uncomfortable. A little, yeah, a little, yeah, bit, a little, little, bit, bit. little bit. I don't think you should I talk about turkey food burgers that earlier. That's y'all. I just nice. regular turkey burgers. That that is what it is. That nothing special. Nothing special. <laughs> Man, listen. We like to uh, thank you guys, all of the new listeners, everybody out there in um, podcast land, and those who are, are listening. Uh, and watching on YouTube, we like to thank you for your support. Make sure that you uh, like and subscribe everywhere you get your podcast. Um, and definitely you'll get us here on the FFSN network. We are DC4L. Have an interesting topic that we're jumping off on today, man. Um, top five X factors and top five most important players we have coming for this year's season and upcoming campaign. I'm going to start this thing off, man, when we start talking about our top five X factors. Um, Our top five X factors, man, and me, I'm starting to think, you know, um, who I want to see and who I think needs to have some impact. They don't have to be, you know, uh, you know, the guy, you know, we that they don't have to be the guy, but they definitely have to have some impact. First player for me that I believe has to have some impact is Sam Williams. Sam is, um, you know, second-year player. Last year, he had a really good year. Last year, he had a really good year. He he was, um, you know, able to come up with some key sacks. Um, definitely had a fumble. Didn't he, did he call the fumble or recover the fumble? I, I'm trying to remember one of the two in my head. I think he, he yeah, called it. Yeah, it was one of the two. Yeah, I think he caused it. 
Um, and definitely when I think about this, man, this was a guy who only fell in the draft because of off the field stuff. He had he had the same kind of skill set and stats as the guy over there in Detroit that was drafted first. And right? there's been no there hasn't been a single sign of any of the off field concerns that he had coming into the to the league, right? I mean, nothing. This guy's just put his head head down, and done everything right. I mean, am I wrong? I haven't I've not heard a single anything. I've only heard positives about this guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Aiden Hutchinson, right? Aiden Hutchinson yeah. is the, the guy that went for they, similar yeah. stats. You know what I'm saying? Similar stats. And this year, um, he had 15 solo, and and I'm talking about similar stats coming out of college. Because you know you guys, y- y'all be correcting us in the chat. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> um, but no. So when you think about it, he this year in uh, 2022, his first year, 15 solo uh, tackles, four sacks, and one forced fumble. So he forced that fumble. Somebody else recovered it. And I think it may have been um, uh, number 92. What is, what's my guy's name? Other defensive Oh, Doris. Dorrance Armstrong, yeah, absolutely. He's so, yeah, I think um, it, it was him that recovered the fumble. But uh, I think he's my number one X factor. He's my number one guy. Number two, I think, uh, as far as X factors are concerned, would be Jalen Tolbert. You know, we've got to see Jalen take that that second that leap. You know what I'm saying? He's got to take that leap in that next step. Um, because if, if Michael Gallup returns to form, we know what we're getting out of uh, um, um, CD, and we know what we're finna get out of Brandon Cooks. You know what I'm saying? Brandon is gonna cook. That's in his name, Brandon Cooks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he gonna cook. Uh, so in my mind, it's like we gotta have Jalen step up. We've got to have him make uh, that other jump. I'm still kind of confused, and I say this all the time. How in the world is Peyton Manning commenting on a Cowboys wide receiver? But he did. And he said some great things about Jalen Tolbert and really believes that Jalen Tolbert's about to take that jump. Um, so, next question. So, question. C- couple, couple questions. So, I was kind of looking back um, at some stuff that was written about Jalen Tolbert. Uh, leading into last season. So, you know, he's drafted, you know, and um, just going back and looking at, you know, some of the things that were being said during last season's, last off season's OTAs, mini camp, training camp. And it's a lot of the same stuff. Um, What do you, it, it, it feels like we, and I agree, I completely agree that that's, this is a great, great pick for, being an X factor because if he if he solidifies himself as that fourth guy then like that's it makes me so much more comfortable I mean like I don't want CD or Brandon to go down but like if one of those goes guys goes down this we're kind of right back where we were last season with the receiving group unless somebody steps into that fourth spot so Jalen stepping into that and being that fourth guy is is that matters a lot it's very important that somebody do that and we talked about that um, but so looking back and seeing, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of similar things were said about him, you know, leading up into last season. So does that how, like, how confident are you actually that 
he's gonna like he's actually gonna claim that fourth spot. Like put a put a put a percent scale of one to ten. You know, put a it's 50, a 60, 70 percent. Like give me. It's a great it's a great one, Tom Tom man. Because really, honestly, I could see if he doesn't step up, I could see Simi stepping up. So I'm 50 50. I'm 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 at a five. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, 50 50. I'm 50 50. Yeah. I'm at a five, one through ten. You know, um, only because of the simple fact that I, I I know one of them two guys are gonna step up, but I yep. picked Jalen because Jalen has the most hype around. Him. He was yeah. Like, I think I'm I think I'm 50 50 on both of them, and so I mean, what is that? The 75 percent. I guess I would say I'm seven 75 to 80 percent sure that one of the one of those guys is gonna be a serviceable four. Yeah, me uh, too. And, and I think that they'll... And I'm rooting for Jalen. I'm rooting I'm for Jalen. I'm rooting Jaylen. for Jalen. I mean, he was a higher draft pick, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. I, I, I would want to see him um, perform. And as, I, as I've been sitting here and you you were talking, man, um, you know, I, I think I got to to park these into two, two picks, but it's three players. And it's all because of the running back position, right? Yeah. Um, Tony Pollard is our number one. And you definitely think Tony is good for 12 to 15 carries a game. I absolutely do. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty much who he's been, right? I don't think he's ever... I think last season was his high carry total. And I yeah. think it was... I think it was It was no more than 13. I, it might have been 12. It was 12 or 13 carries a game. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head exactly what it was, but there, it was not more than, thir- than 13 carries a game. So he's not, I, I mean, I, I'm about to say he's not carrying the ball 20 times a game. No, I mean, maybe they are. The, is it possible they try and do that? Like, I don't, I feel like that'd be a little reckless. It'd be um, super reckless, uh, super reckless. 193 carries for a hundred. I mean, for a thousand seven yards, nine TDs, he averaged 5.2 a carry. Really? Yeah. Good so carry. it's 193, 193 carries over 16 games. So that's 12 carries a game. So, I mean, and I don't, that's, I don't know, that's, that's not surprising anybody. That's not shocking anybody. But, like, if you're expecting that he's going to be a bell cow back, I, I don't, I don't know that that's a realistic expectation. Like, not with, at all. but I mean, I, I love, I love him in that role, 12 to 15 carries. I would be fine seeing him, you know, carrying the ball 14 or 15 times a game. Um, I still think he can maintain easily a four and a half yards of carry, you know, average unless the offensive line just gets totally decimated by injury. Um, so, yeah, anyway, he's that's the number one guy for sure. Right. And, and you know, even receiving-wise, receiving wise, I mean, he did damage out of the backfield. He had one game for, you know, uh, where he had over 100 yards uh, receiving. I mean, he had, you know, 61 in that game against Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, honestly, um, when it comes down to it, he's number one. The two things, when I say X factor here, there's two players that I'm rolling into one. Uh, well, three players that I'm rolling into one. Yeah. We, we've got to get something out of Malik Davis. Got to. Either he steps into being our number two, because I don't foresee Rojo being number two. I just I, There's something about it. He's home. He's back in, in Dallas where he came from, from high school. Uh, yeah. I mean that makes a lot of difference. A lot of a lot of players feel comfortable when they get home and blossom in that environment, right? But uh, I mean, Tom Tom, I just 
I, I think this job, the second job is Malik Davis. That's his job, right? Um, and then the two that's one for me is Hunter Lipke and uh, Deuce Vaughn. You know what I'm saying? We got to get something out of those two players. Something. You know what I'm saying? I'm expecting. Well, I would just ahead. I would just say you got to get something out of, out of one of them. Right? Like somebody. And we don't we don't know who it's going to be. Some. And I feel like this is your main point. It's like we know we know what as long as Tony's healthy. We know what he is. We know what we're going to get from him. Right. Both in the both in the running game and the passing attack. Like we know what we're getting. But like, who's that second guy? Like, who's getting eight to ten carries a game? Because whoever that second guy is, like that, you know, seven to ten, seven to ten carries a game. Like, and who is that guy? Is it is it Rojo? Is it Malik? Is it? I don't think it's going to be Lipke. I think he's going to, at best, be more situational. Is it Deuce? It seems like there's three or four candidates, and we don't know. Are they going to be the second back, or are they getting cut? You know, I mean, we're pretty positive Deuce Vaughn's not getting cut, but. You could see it being any one of those guys, really. And it, but somebody, it needs, it's got to be somebody. Um, I do feel like that Ronald Jones, though, is, an, is a decent little safety net, though, right? Like, he's been healthy throughout his career. Um, I, I feel like at a minimum, you know, he can give you, you know, what, what, Zeke, what Zeke gave you last season. Not in the – in terms of blitz pickup, nobody's doing what Zeke – Nobody's doing what Zeke was able to do, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there, man. it's it's important that somebody claims that second spot for sure. Super important, man. And uh, let me ask you this: Playoff Lenny, do you see? I mean, he's been brought up. He's in Dallas. He's playing basketball with Dez. You know, everybody. Like I said, he's always out there. Everybody out there. Is that a Dez. thing? Is that yeah. a, is that actually a thing, or is that just a thing people say? No, no, serious. There's video out there of Lenny out here playing uh, uh, basketball with Dez and and. Uh, oh no, no, I'm and, talking about playoff Lenny. It's playoff Lenny. Is that? Oh uh, yeah, that's playoff. Tom, Tom Brady gave him the name playoff Lenny. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's his name because he showed up in the playoffs. Um, you know, <laughs> he did well, that, he did that one season. He did that yeah, one season. That, that, that the season one, that they want that they won the Super Bowl. He for sure did. So is this a reason? Do you think this is a reason we go after Leonard Fournette? I mean, I'm kind of of the mind that I, I'm not okay. I, I know people are going to jump on me when I when I say I, I want to be careful that I don't elicit, you know, the, the the rage of you know Cowboy fans in the comments. So I love Zeke. He's one of my all time favorite players. I'm not somebody who's saying we got to get him back. But like, if you're telling me that we're going out and getting Leonard Fournette, like, why why not just bring Zeke back? Like, I don't like they're both, you know, they're both, you know, on the back half, if not the very, you know, end of their careers. And there's kind of questions, um, you know, there's quite both both have question marks in terms of like, is there anything left in the tank? You know, are they still NFL backs? Um, I mean, Leonard Fournette. He played 16 games last season, 189 rushing attempts, 3.5 yards a carry. I mean, that's not good. That's not good. And I mean, like, that wasn't a good team he was playing on. I mean, they made the playoffs. But, yeah, I don't – I have no – if you're trying to get another – if you're trying to get, you know, a, a, 
a bigger, meaner, more physical back. Just go get Zeke. Just go get Zeke. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. And, I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook's pretty much said that he wants to go back home to Florida and every closest sources close to him said that, you know, the Dolphins is where he's going to go. Um, you know, and I, I ain't mad at that. Uh, second second person would be, uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills with his younger brother. Um, we know who else wants to play with their younger brother, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So when I talk about X Factor, these three guys got it. One of these three guys, like you said, has to freaking show up. They got to put pedal to the metal and give us, you know, I think 500 to 700 yards is enough. I mean, literally, honestly, 500 to 700 yards behind Tony Pollard, that's enough. That's that's healthy. You know what I mean? And yeah. to be able to, you know, or give us something in the passing game. Give us something that, you know, Tony's not going, you know, or in the play action. Give us something in protection. You know what I mean? Or yeah. short yardage. Short yardage. You need him short. Yeah. My so last carry the ball. Go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, you carry the ball seven times a game for 17 games. That's 119 carries in a season. If you average, you know, four yards a carry, which I mean, like, that's kind of, that's, that's, that's the like it's on the hot side. It's on the hot side. No, no, no. Four four yards of carry. No, you want them averaging at the minimum four yards of carry. For the second uh, back. Second back, three point. That's seven, minimum. Four. No. Okay. Man, you're crazy. You are crazy. I need second back. Get out of here. Second back. You know. No, because they're coming in, because they're coming in like they're way more likely to get their carries in passing down situations, right? True. They're way more likely to get carries against, you know, seven man fronts. Um, so, I mean, I, it's minimum four yards to carry. And so, yeah, that's about, that's about 500 yards. That's about, you know, seven carries, seven carries a game for 17 games, averaging four yards to carry. That's, I think that's like a little under, a little under 500 yards. So like we need, yes, that's what we need to find. We need to find somebody that can get us five, like assuming, assuming that Tony's getting 12 to 15 carries a game and not more than that. Um, That's what that's that's what that's who we need to find. One of these guys needs to be that guy. Of course, and I'm with it. My last person, Mozzie Smith. Mozzie Smith is is my last guy, man. He he has, I mean, everybody say he has this is more enormous pressure on his back. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know what he does have on his back though? The the whole defense. You know what I'm saying? He he makes that defense go from you know, uh, you know, at being a great pass rush defense to being a great defense, period. You know what I mean? Because he's the linchpin. He's going to make everybody else around him better, right? When you when you have somebody who, like, you know, uh, just causes a big pile at the line, the linebackers can scrape and run free and be free to make plays in the backfield. You know what I mean? The ends can, uh, because they're getting one-on-one, um, you know, activity, they're, they're free to make plays up the field and on the sides, kind of like what Philadelphia did. You know what I'm saying? They had penetration, people were getting penetration, so they were throwing, you know, horrible passes and they were tipped and they were up for grabs and Philadelphia was taking advantage of that. So, 
you know, I, I, I need to see something from Mavi. He is my ex, and that is my last X Factor. So you, Tom Tom. All right. I'm going to get to uh, Mavi's on my list. I have things to say, um, but we'll get to him whenever I get to him on my list. So my number one X Factor is Tyron Smith. Um, okay, so well, f- first off, just let me say, I know you kind of define what it means, to, what an X Factor means to you. And I'll just get it, just kind of address that quickly uh, for myself. So to me, an X Factor is, it's a rookie. It's somebody that you're not, you're not depending, you don't need to be, you don't, you don't need them to be good. You don't need them to be great. Um, maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a rookie. Maybe that's a second year player. You're hoping this going to, you know, take a leap, you know, make the second year leap. It's a, it's a vet. Um, that's maybe had coming off a down year or two, or it's a vet, you know, coming, you know, that's like an injury concern. And Tyron Smith meets the, the the latter criteria. If he, if to me, it, we he's not being relied on to stay healthy, really. I say not being relied on. I mean, he's probably going to start, you know, assuming that he's healthy coming out of training camp, like he's going to start. So in that sense, they're going to be relying on him. But I don't think that, I don't think the coaches, I don't think the organization, and I don't think the fans are counting on him to stay healthy. But if he does, he's a gigantic X factor for me because if he does, the offensive line, assuming the other guys stay relatively healthy, which, you know, they throughout their careers they have, you're looking at Tyron, Tyler Smith, Biotish, Zach Martin, you know, Terrence Steele, once he comes back, which we have every reason to think he's going to come back early. That's a good offensive line. That's a really that's a really good line. And I fully expect if Tyron was to be able was if Tyron was to be able to stay healthy for even 12 games, you know, 14, 15 games, I fully expect the 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 running game to bounce back. And you know, when you take into account the addition of Brandon Cooks, I know we lost Dalton, but we're expecting, you know, good things from Jake Ferguson. I think the passing, I think the pa- I think we all expect that the the passing game is going to be improved. And if on top of that, you have a healthy Tyron, and I know like, like we, you know, we talked about last week, like we're not, he's not, he's not all pro, all pro Tyron anymore, but like if he's healthy and playing, like he's still, he's still a solid left tackle. Like he's a plus left tackle. And so if you're able to move to it's the, the running game will bounce back and that's huge for the offense. Um, my number, my second X factor is Michael Gallup. Um, and I'm thinking right. about I'm just, thinking about my Michael Gallup, man. Um, you know, just just and I and I had to jump in real quick, man, because yep, when it yeah, when it out. comes to 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 Michael Gallup, bro, like people keep saying that he is a shadow of himself, but. You forget this is a man who had a thousand yard receiving season and an eight hundred eight hundred yard receiving season. He's not a bad receiver. That that injury takes a year to come back from. Let's see what he can do. So I'm hoping, like you, as the next factor, this is the guy that you know we get back is the one K Michael Gallup, the the you know big play Michael Gallup. But go ahead, man. Yeah, so 
Gallup has shown it's one thing to have a thousand to have an 800, 900 thousand yard season when you're the, you know, when you're target one, target two. Um, but when you're the third guy, the, this it's not an easy thing to do. And Gallup has shown that as that third guy, that he can be super productive, really productive. Um, bringing and bringing Brandon Cooks back in, I, I, I Gallup is Gallup is a number three. Like that's what he is. Like he's a number three that lines up, you know, at the X and you know stretches the defense, right? And we saw how valuable that was whenever CD and Amari, you know, were healthy. I feel like Brandon Cooks is every bit as good as Amari was. Um, it's probably going to be more reliable. You know, Amari was so hot and cold with the uh, with the home and road splits. Um, I feel like Brandon Cooks is going to be every bit as productive, and he's going to be more reliable. And CD is just he's just a better receiver now, like than he was two three years ago. Like, and there's no question about that. Like, I think that there are a lot of people that are expecting him to be firmly in that top five, you know, receiver conversation. Um, you know, by the middle of the season. I mean, he kind of started, he was making a leap last year and I feel like that he still hasn't hit his ceiling yet. So it's like, we got the number one guy. We got the number two guy, right? And Gallup has shown he can he can do it at the three if he's healthy. If he's healthy. If he's healthy. And so that's, that's, the big, that's the big question, right? My third X factor is Mozzie. I know he was on your list too. Um, we don't need him. We don't need him to be good. We don't need him to be great. The defense was great last year, and we bring in everybody, everybody who is important, even even mildly, you know, important to the I don't know, mildly. That's the right word to say there, but anybody who was anybody who was important to that defense is back, right? So yeah, absolutely, we it's reasonable to expect that if Mozzie doesn't play a down, that that's going to be a top five defense, right? And they showed that they could be a top five defense while not being that good against the run. I know defensive tackles don't typically come in and, you know, or just, you know, run, run stoppers, you know, these like elite run stoppers, like I ride out of the gate year one. And so like, that's not my expectation, but like we were so not great at that last year that I don't feel like he's got to be that good in order for us to, you know, improve there significantly. So um, if he's just pretty good to good, like, and we suddenly become like a fringe top 10 run defense, that's terrifying because the only thing that, the only thing that opposing offenses could do last, last season. And like everybody who watched the game saw it, right. Is it's just like, try and get, try and get three or four yards on first down, second down. So that you can get into those, you know, quick outs, three-step drops, get rid of the football. Because if it's third and long, it's over. It's a wrap. It's over. Because there's no five-step drops against this defense. There's no seven-step drops. You, you know what I mean? Like, the, you can't – you don't have five seconds. You don't have four seconds. Like, you don't have that much time. And so, if the defense can put opposing offenses in a spot where – you know, they can't, they're, you know, we're putting them in third and long more often than we were last season. Then that's going to be huge. And I think Mozzie could have, he could have a big effect on that. My fourth guy, Sam Williams. Um, you know, he was, I know he was on your list too. I've seen some PFF um, stats recently that showed, you know, when he was in the game that he was, you know, 
in the 90th percentile against the run. You know, a lot of people have com- kind of compared him to, to D-Law in that way. That this, he's, this is not a one, this is not just a third down edge rusher. Like that's not, you look at, you, you look at his measurables compared to D-Law. Like he's a big, he's a big mean guy like D-Law, right? <laughs> like he, he, he really is. Um, he didn't get a lot of, he didn't Emph- get a lot of snaps. Emphasis on mean. Oh, he's mean. Yeah. This is a mean dude. Um, everybody seems to know, like, this guy's, you know, got a, a ton of upside in terms of his pass rushing, but I don't think that the casual fan knows how good he is against the run when he's in the game. Um, this is a, th- this is a three down, like, I, I, I hope D-Law stays healthy and, you know, plays for another five years. Like, I really do, because the sack numbers aren't, aren't at that elite level that you see with a lot of the other guys, but, like, TJ Watt, he's not stopping anybody. You know, like, that's not a run stopping, like, defensive end. D-Law is a three-down end, right? Like, he is elite. He's an elite run stopper. He's a complete end, right? And, like, this is this is Sam Williams' profile, too. And, like, I know you were, you were kind of comparing him to Aiden Hutchinson last year, and I don't know what the snap counts were. Aiden Hutchinson had, like, nine and a half, nine, ten sacks, something like that. And I know Sam Williams only had four. But, like, I guarantee you Aiden Hutchinson had way more snaps. Than oh, Sam Williams does. Started, yes, absolutely. Sam, I really, of of all the X factors, Sam Williams is the one who I think is most likely to to give us what we're hoping. You know, one of these guys gives us, if, if that makes sense. Um, I do. I expect him to make that second year leap. Um, my fifth guy. It's it, there's there's a few different guys to pick from, but I went with Jake Ferguson. Um, good pick. We like him. We like what we saw. Nine, we talked about it last week. Nineteen catches on twenty-two targets last year. Um, when Dak looked for him, he found him. When he found him, you know, Ferguson caught it. You know, um, he's uh seems like he's just a you know well-rounded tight end. And um, I think that uh, with Dalton Schultz being gone, it's important that you know somebody step into that spot. And um, I think with Brandon Cooks, the addition of Brandon Cooks and, um, you know, hopefully the return to, you know, healthy football uh, from Michael Gallup. I know he played last season, but we're kind of hoping that this is the prove it, you know, prove that you're still that guy here. Um, and if, if if Jake Ferguson can give us, can he, if he can even be, you know, average to above average, that's going to be, it's going to be a pretty deadly passing attack. Anyway, those so are my five guys. This. Let me ask you this. Yeah. In that tight end room, uh, he was an un he was an un um, signed free agent, right? Wait, uh, who? Uh, undrafted free agent, uh, Princeton Fat Fan. Oh, okay, how, yeah. How 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 confident in you that he can come in and get Sean McKeon? Mm-hmm. That's the low hanging fruit here because you got Jake Ferguson, yeah. Luke, and Peyton. Those are three. Yep. And Sean being number four. Yeah. You think the uh, Princeton could come in and get Sean? Yeah, I think it's at least 50-50. I think it's at least 50-50. Um, I mean, Princeton was a pretty good tight end at University of Tennessee. And, I mean, he was good when the quarterback was uh, – um, Hendon Hooker was actually not hurt. Um, so – I mean, I don't know. I've I've been thinking about this. I really think Schoolmaker is gonna make some noise too. But you know, we'll yeah, we got to see that. 
we yeah, can't see really. That. Can't. I mean, that's another guy that could. You know, you could. You could have him in your. You know, top five X Factor list. Like that's not unreasonable. It's just like I'm not. The guys. The guys who are on my list are guys that I could conceivably, realistically see as. You know, doing the things they need to do to help this team and like. I, I, it's not that I dislike the pick. You know, we've, we've talked about it. I, I, I like the pick. I think he's going to be a good tight end. But it's just tight ends in the rookie year. You can't you can't rely on them to do much. So, agree, agree. Um, um it, Pr- Princeton fan, do you know like what's? I, he's not really somebody that I've that I, that I know a lot about. Ad, admittedly, um, is he? Is does he profile? Is he more of a pass catcher? Is he more of a? Is he more of a blocker? Is he more? Is he, is he supposed to be a well-rounded guy? I mean, obviously, he's an undrafted well, free agent, so he's got warts. But, I mean. <laughs> he's got warts. Yeah. Um, 6'2", 235, Tennessee rookie. Um, you know, he can catch the ball. He's a big body. He's not super fast, uh, but he can block. He's an SEC tight end. So, you know, he can block. You, you know what you're getting from him, right? He, yeah, um, I mean, 6'2", six, six, that's, that's, pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty small. By yeah, NFL not, tight end Sanders. I mean, that's not. By, yeah, I mean, he's not 6'4". He's not, you know, and he, he doesn't fit our type. Remember, we have a yeah. type in the tight end room. If you <laughs> looked at the picture that I showed you guys, we have a type. I mean, really, it's, it's a problem. Aside uh, from, it's, it's funny because I went back and, I, you know, I went back and, and, and watched that, that part of the pod to see what picture you threw up there. And uh, so, obviously, oh, come on, who was the... Nebraska undrafted free agent tied in last season. Uh, come on, he was he was third in the pecking order. Seth, Seth Green? No, 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 no. Seth Green. You mean Sean? Who's Seth, who's Seth Green? Seth Green know. is in our he, he's in our tight end room. So we got Jake <laughs> Ferguson, Princeton Fett, Seth Green, Peyton Hendershot, Sean McKinn, and Luke Skin, Schoonermaker. Those are our tight ends. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Same again. Uh, Jake Ferguson. Yeah, Princeton Fat Fant, uh-huh. Seth Green, Peyton Hendershot. Yeah, oh Hendershot, Hendershot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. In that picture that you showed with those four guys, if you take the numbers off, I don't know. Maybe some of you guys listening, maybe y'all are better at like identifying these guys. But like, if you took the numbers off, Hendershot is the only one that I could tell you who for sure who that was. Like, it's they that. It's that ridiculous. <laughs> they look alike. They all have the beards. They're all the same height. They all got the, you know, the sh- short hair with the male, male pattern baldness. Like, it's coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Tom, we Tom have a type. for that hair. Yeah. We have a type. It is what it is. We shouldn't be ashamed <laughs> of our type. <laughs> so, top five most important. Um, I'm going to let you cook first, man. I know, I know my top, yep. but I started, so... Your yeah. top five most important. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and run through these. I know I get really long winded. I'm gonna try to run through these quick. So, uh, it's, it's to me most important means. I mean, it's probably pretty obvious, but really good player. Um, really important to what you're trying to do, and like if you lose them, it's kind of scary, right? Um, I'm gonna leave Dak out because like that's an obvious one. We can just both say. He's the number one, and then we'll do Dak's the next number five. one. Yes, Dak's number one, obviously. Uh, Micah, I still think that this is a good defense. If even if you know without Micah, at this point, I still think it's a good defense. But Micah is what 
Micah is the straw that stirs the drink, right? Like he's the guy who strikes fear into every opposing offense, right? Like he's he's unlocking guys. He's, you know, he, guys are able to play with freedom because they know what's going to happen basically every single play. It, the, you know, in particular when the other team's, you know, it's an obvious passing down. They know Micah's going to get to him. So like these, the, it's not going to be any of these long developing routes. You know, quarterback's not going to be able to get through, you know, three reads. It, it, I feel like it just, it, it lets, it allows those guys to play with, with a freedom. And like, you, you see that they're loose, they're confident. Um, and Micah, he unlocks, he unlocks all that. Um, next guy for me is CD. Um, if, if Gallup is to come back and be, you know, seven, eight, 800, 900 yard, you know, season Gallup again, then like maybe CD isn't, you know, in my top five most important because I'm more comfortable with, you know, that receiving group, even if he, you know, is going to be out for a week or out for a few weeks or God forbid out for a season. Um, but I'm not counting that I'm not counting on Gallup and that's why he's one of my X factors. Cause I'm not, I don't think that you can count on him, you know, coming back and you, you can't, I don't think you can count on Gallup. I don't think that you can count on Tolbert or Simi, you know, claiming that fourth spot. And so we really need CD and cooks to have healthy seasons. In, in my mind, they're very important, very crucial to what we're trying to do. Otherwise, we're right back where we were last season in terms of we got one guy getting open, right? So CD's my number two. Uh, number three is Tyler Smith. Um, two reasons for that. One, uh, obviously he's a great offensive lineman. And two is the versatility, right? He's a guy, Tyron goes, you know, right now he's, He's penciled in, you know, at left guard. Tyron goes down, he can slide out, you know, to left tackle. Um, Terrence Steele, you know, doesn't start the season. You know, he, I, I have no doubt that Tyler Smith, you know, can go out and play right tackle if he needed to. I'm, I, I'm guessing realistically, like he can play everywhere but center, like if he needed to. I mean, the guy as a rookie, you know, was able to play two positions, you know, and play him well. And I know he's primarily playing left tackle, but um, we know what we know what we get from him at left guard also. Um, so to, to me, he's sort of like, he's, he's starting, but he's also a safety net in a sense, because he allows you, he gives you flexibility. He allows you to move, to, to move guys around if you need to. Uh, my fourth guy is Brandon Cooks. And like, it was pretty close to be honest between Tyler Smith and Brandon Cooks for, for, for number three. Um, I just, I really feel like CD and Brandon Cooks are, is it's, it, they're, really important pieces to this team again same point with cd we saw we saw um how one-dimensional we were as an offense whenever we had one guy getting open um and we know Dak has shown if he's got guys getting open he'll find them uh fifth guy is lve uh i don't think that we knew and we've met we, we've talked about this before i don't think we knew how important he was to that defense um until he went down last season um i think he's important getting guys lined up uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's really good in, uh, in pass defense as that Tampa two linebacker, um, you know, maybe Damone, maybe Damone, you know, makes, m makes, you know, a, a leap similar to, you know, kind of what we're hoping from, you know, like a Sam Williams type, um, you know, but just at the linebacker spot and maybe, maybe LVE suddenly becomes not as important to this team as he was, but 
Uh, Damone, he he looked he looked super talented, but he looked raw. He made a lot of mistakes out there, and I don't think you really want you don't really want to. I don't think he's ready for that spot yet. So LV, that's my that's my fifth guy. I think he's very he's not it's not an exciting you know he's not if you're making a top ten list on this team in terms of you know top ten best players on the team he's probably not in it, but he's really important to to our defense, especially considering that we don't have a lot of depth at that you know in that position group. So I think he's really important to what we're trying to do. Give me your top I, five. I agree with all of them. You know what I'm saying. Only per, only person I would take off would probably be uh, LVE. Uh, and I'd put Tony Pollard in the spot. Um, Tony Pollard's t- uh, crucial to what we're going to do this year. It's totally crucial. He has to have another 1,000-yard um, year. You know what I'm saying? He has to outplay the tag that that's on him. You know what I'm saying? He, he has to outplay the tag. See, it's, it's bad to be a running back right now because you're not going to – you're not going to get paid what receivers get paid because the running back position is a dime of the They're finding and filling them in the draft like your pairs. You know what I mean? So they're finding running backs and certain men winning on rookie deals and shuffling them off. Look at Dalvin Cook. You know what I mean? Look, they were trying to get off King Henry. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. um, it's not a running back's market anymore. But <clears throat> what we need Tony Pollard to do is we need him to outkick his coverage. We need for him to outplay this contract. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, have 240 carries for, you know, 13, 1,400 yards. That's what we need out of Tony Pollard. You know, um, and that that way it makes Dak um, less likely to throw interceptions, number one. Um, two, and I'm going to get on that here in a minute, he's going to be throwing the open guys because he's the play-action king, you know what I mean? And three, that'll keep us out of short, uh, down and di- that'll keep us out of long down the distance and keep us in short down the distance. And I think it'll be good. Um, I'm tired of hearing this. You know, I, I cannot let this podcast go without speaking a little bit about, you know, uh, Dakota Prescott. You know what I mean? I, I'm tired of the narrative. I'm tired of hearing people say that he's, you know, uh, top 15 quarterback when he's top 10. Um, there's no way that you on God's green earth that you can convince me that some of these quarterbacks are better. Like Jer- Jared Goff is not better than Dakota Prescott. You know, <laughs> you can't tell me that. You, I mean, you can't tell me that. I, I don't want to hear that. You know, I'm going to argue when you say uh, the guy down in the Chargers at the Chargers are uh, um, – uh, Herbert Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert is a better you're what you guys do and what what the, the guys in the media are doing is they're talking about the eye test you can't find a number that you can put on it to tell me that Justin Herbert is better than Dakota Prescott put a number on it he doesn't have more wins oh Justin Herbert's Justin Herbert so he's been in the league three years yeah He's played 49 games, regular season games, 49 regular season games. He's 25 and 24. And so I am not, I am not the, I'm not the, I I don't want to, I don't want to set the precedent here that like I measure quarterbacks by their record because I don't, that's a team statistic. And like the court, there's no player that has more of an effect on wins and losses than the quarterback. That is true. 
But the fact remains that it's a t team statistic. He's only on the field for half the game. Yeah, but right? Dakota, and half Dakota the time he's on wins. the field, he's he's handing the ball off to somebody. Yeah, Dakota has more wins, and there's not I, like I said, put a number on it. Put a number on Justin Herbert being better than Dakota Prescott. You can't. All they're doing is saying with the eye test. Oh, he looks better, but he also had Mike Williams. He also had uh, uh, what's the other receiver? Keenan um, Allen. Keenan Allen. You know what Dakota Prescott had in 2022? Noah Brown. <laughs> uh, Michael Gallup. We had to get T.Y. Hilton off the couch. You know what I mean? We come on, man. Come we on. were so we were so starved for receivers last year that we were excited about T.Y. Absolutely, we could we almost went and got T.O. out off the off the street. Almost went and got uh, Terrell Owens off the street. Listen, C.D. Lamb had thirteen fifty nine in receiving, one thousand three hundred fifty nine yards receiving last year, right? Wait, who's that? C.D. Lamb. Oh, yeah, C.D. Next closest receiver was Dalton Schultz at 577. Yeah, well, you, that's, you, that's, that's, that's not a bad tight end year, but, like, that's not. No, but we're not talking about a tight end. We're talking about if 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 I was to pull up the same stat, which I'm going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I get, I get the up, point. Yep. If I was to pull up Jacksonville stats this year, they had three receivers over 800 yards. Three. Hey, I read an interesting one here today, too, that blew my mind. So, we know CD had a, CD had a touchdown, right? Uh, so, I, I uh, let me cut to the chase. I think that we only had three three receivers with a touchdown last season. I don't think T.Y. had a – I don't think T.Y. had a TD. So, Michael Gallup had a touchdown. Noah Brown had a touchdown. CD. I don't think we had another receiver with a touchdown. Nope. We had three receivers with touchdowns. The rest were tight three. ends. The, the rest were tight ends and, and running backs. You know what I'm saying? Tony Pollard had three. Jake Ferguson had two. Peyton Hendershot had two. And I mean, you know, that's Noah Brown had three. Dalton Schultz had five. Right? Yeah, so who was, I mean, was. Was Noah Brown the second leading receiver last year? No, he was third at 555 yards. Ooh. Okay, well, I'm talking about among, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, among receivers. Oh, uh, yeah. Noah Brown. In terms of, yeah, in terms of reception. In terms of, rece of, in terms of receiving, in yeah, terms of 40. receiving yards, he was the second most productive receiver last year. Yes. Noah Brown. Noah Brown. <laughs> See the disappointment look on my face, right? You know around, and and he had forty three catches, targeted seventy, targeted seventy four times, and he had forty three catches. Yeah, that's butterfingers. You you didn't you? I mean, you almost missed. It was almost fifty fifty throwing you the ball. The wide receiver room was bad last season. It, it, it was, was bad, bad, it was bad, 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 bad. It was bad. really bad. Really it was bad. Really bad. Really and T.Y. And, and Hilton caught seven other passes thrown to him. He had 10 thrown to him, seven to 10 for 121 yards. Thank you, Yeah, so, yeah. So anybody who doesn't think – so as far as I can tell, it doesn't matter who, who you put around Pat Mahomes 
as far as I can tell. And I don't think I don't know if there's anybody else that you can say that about in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Justin Herbert's got Mike Williams and uh, and Keenan Allen. Justin, uh, excuse me, excuse me, Joe Burrow. Josh Allen. Josh Allen has Davis and Diggs, and he has one more. He got three good ones. Burrow. Uh, Burrow's Burrow got Tyler, has, Tyler, yeah. Ford, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Three good like ones. They, they have weapons, and like we've seen what Dak does when you put weapons around him too. So like I know I've I know I've said this before. I'm gonna this is a quick quick mini rant because you're saying before like what what's this what's the number that you can that you can point to? So Justin Herbert and Justin Herbert in the last three seasons. I know I said this earlier. He's played 49 games, 49 regular season games the last three seasons. Dak in the last four seasons, because there's there's some injuries in there, in the last four seasons has also played exactly 49 regular season games. Over that, okay, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to give you two stat lines, all right? And you guess which one's Justin Herbert and which one's Dak, all right? Well, both of them have a 67% completion percentage. One through for 287 280 well they both throw if you're rounding up 288 yards a game passing one one through combined passing and rushing touchdowns 107 and the other 102 one has thrown 40 interceptions and the other 35 interceptions one's quarterback uh, rating was 64.4 and the other one 62.1. I mean, like, you can't even distinguish between the two players. Like, in terms of their production in the regular season, it's just the exact same guy. Same complete, identical completion percentage, identical yards per game. Uh, the touchdowns are within five. One's got, Dak has 100, I'm just going to tell you, Dak has 107 touchdowns and, and Justin Herbert has 102 touchdowns. Dak has a better quarterback rating. Like, I don't what and so what is it? Is it you, you hear people like, oh, well, but it's it's about wins. Well, well, Justin Herbert's one game above 500. One game. Oh, well, it's about playoff, it's about playoff production. Oh, well, Justin Herbert's 0 and 1 in the playoffs. They don't have it. Yeah. And you make that same comparison with Joe Burrow, too. It's the same story. And people will say, oh, well, it's playoff production, right? All right. Well, Bur- Joe Burrow, he's played seven playoff games. And Dak, I'll just go ahead and I'll spoil the regular season comparison. Joe Burrow and Dak, basically same guy in the regular season. It's just like Justin Herbert. They're Joe Burrow, 280 yards passing a game over the last three seasons. I mean, it's just, it's the same guy. One, one more touchdown. In the playoffs, Joe Burrow's played seven games. In those seven games, he averages 261 yards passing a game. Dak... In his career, six playoff games, 260 yards passing a game. Joe Burrow, combined rushing and passing touchdowns in those seven games, 10. 10 combined rushing and passing touchdowns in seven games. Dak, in six games, 15 combined rushing and and passing touchdowns. Dak, in one less playoff game, has more passing and rushing touchdowns. Interceptions. Burrow's thrown four again in seven games. Dak's thrown five. Dak has thrown one more interception in one less game. Dak averages two and a half. They identical yards per game passing. 
in this is in the playoffs. Identical, identical yards per game. Dak averages two and a half, two and a half touchdowns and a pick a game. Burrow averages one, almost one and a half touchdowns and half a pick. I mean, you, you, you get you know another turnover from Dak, but more touchdown. It's like, and their and their their quarterback ratings are the same. They're basically identical. Oh well, it's. Well, I mean, what is it? Is it, it the only thing that you can say is wins, and that is a team statistic, people. Dak is a really good quarterback. He is. I'm not. He's not Pat Mahomes. It's Pat Mahomes, and then there's like eight guys, and he's in that group. He is in that, and maybe, but maybe Herbert separates himself. Maybe you know. And I'm not saying, oh, if you know, if I'm drafting a quarterback today, I'll take Dak over Herbert and Burrow. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, how, why is, why are these two guys, why are they these superstar top five unquestionable quarterbacks and Dak's trash? Like, why? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make no all. sense. Rhyme or reason. It's, it's clicks and bait. It's clickbait all together. You, they're just saying this because they want to say it, and he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. That's it. Period, point blank. Yeah, well, and, you know, that and, you know, 100 million people probably saw every single interception that he threw. I mean, I'm obviously exaggerating, but when Dak makes a mistake, everybody who watches the NFL knows about it, right? That's a big part of it, too. And, like, that's fine. That's fine. I have no problem with the Cowboy hate. Like, that's fine. But, like, Cowboy fans, don't let don't let the national narratives, like, convince you that Dak isn't a really good quarterback because he is. He's a very, very good quarterback. He's in that – he's firmly in that second tier along with, like we said, like seven, eight, nine other guys. Like, he's right there. Anyway, I don't know how – I don't know if that was a three-minute rant. I don't know if that was a 15-minute rant. <laughs> Listen, I don't care – I don't care about the rants at all. You know what I'm saying? And I, 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 I get tired of the Dak slander. I get tired of it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the Dak slander, and um, you know, I'm, I'm tired of the people saying he's not a leader, or he's not this, or he's not that. All I see is Dak be a stand-up guy and take care of business. That's all I see. That's all I see. You know what I'm saying? So honestly, get getting back to what I was, and the only reason why I bring it up. Is because a lot of times what you hear from um, different people are, are what you were saying. Like, you know, uh, he he did he hadn't won Joe Burrow so great because he's taking his team to the Super Bowl. Man, it, it takes more than just a quarterback to take the team to the Super Bowl. And and I don't care if you don't understand that or not. I mean, it, it Tom Tom says it's a team sport. I, I don't want to just, you know, I don't. I don't want to get to the place where I'm like, oh, it's a team sport, and it's just this, it's just that. No, 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 no. What I want to say is uh, the quarterback takes the blame for the wins. He takes the blame for the losses, right? He does, right? Am I, am I right or wrong? I mean, that's how that's how it works out. Like, I don't, I don't think I like I said earlier. He, the quarterback position, and everybody understands this. I'm not. This isn't some hot take. There's no player on the football field that has an impact on winning and losing more than the quarterback. Like it's unquestionable, but it's just like, it's just like with baseball. It's like, 
we used to, guys used to win the Cy Young because they won 20 games, right? And it didn't matter. Their strikeouts didn't matter. Their ERA didn't matter. None of these, you know, advanced statistics like mattered at all. It was just wins and win wins and and the pitcher, the pitcher similar to the quarterback has the biggest impact on winning and losing in baseball. Like it's the most important player on the field, but w- wins that is a team statistic, right? And so now you see in baseball, you see guys win Cy Youngs basically every year that don't have, you know, even 15, 20 wins. Like we've seen guys with, you know, 12, 13 wins get the Cy Young because, because people understand, oh, well, the defense sucked. Oh, well, you know, the offense sucked. Like it's not, it's not, completely on one guy's shoulders right and like i i like the i like the storylines i i gravitate towards the narratives just like anybody else but it's like you're kind of doing every it's like you can't just make it it's 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 the same way with basketball like we just act like these guys who have you know who have the rings like those are the only guys we're talking about those are the only great players you know they put everybody on their back and they drug them to a win and everything it's like this is a team sport man it's like it and let's really hear is. from let's hear from the horse's mouth. Let's hear what Dakota had to say about this year and what he's his hopes and his his vision is for this year. Team goal is to win a Super Bowl or not, and it's truly a bust if we don't. And not that that's okay, but that's what our standards have to be for us to be able to to thrive and to get better in in this atmosphere and in the in uh in the, in this world and being under the Dallas Cowboys umbrella, I guess you could say is that you have to accept that you have to accept those challenges. I've always said with great expectations come greater results. So bring them on and we're going to try to answer that. And I mean, that's Dak, man. Says all the right things, I mean. How do you you not like that guy? You know what I'm saying? But you you have people across the nation who are just dreaming him. And I'm tired of the hate. I'm, I'm extremely tired of the hate. Man, parting shots. Tom, Tom, talk to me. Give me your parting shot. And I'm all flustered. I don't even know. I don't even know what my parting shot is. Uh, I'll say this. I don't know. We, we've we never established this. I don't know if non-football takes are in bounds, but I'm going to go with one. Really liked what my Mavs did uh, in the draft last Thursday. Um, you know, they went in with the 10 pick, 10th pick and turned that into pretty much the guy that they were targeting, you know, at 10. They took him at 12. Got rid of Breton's contract. Um, you know, took took the trade exception that they got back in that in that Breton's trade, and uh, flipped it for Rashawn Holmes, who's probably not gonna probably not gonna factor in. You know, um, this season probably not gonna factor another, in at all. Another big though, you know. But then they got the twenty fourth pick and turned that into uh, Olivier Maxens Prosper. Yeah. I think that's how you, that's how you say his yeah. name. Omax. Yeah. And I mean, I just. I thought that was that was a coup. I mean, like that was a that, you know, it's not a, they didn't they didn't end up with women Yama. They didn't end up with you know Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson or one of these you know top flight guys. But like considering they started off the night with the tenth pick and basically turned that into you know two you know two first rounders and two two players that everyone seems to like. Um, yeah, go go Mavs. I love my Mavs just as much as my Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm laughing. And I'm smiling because I thought they had a great draft. And, um, you know, they needed some 3 and D players and somebody to guard the rim. uh, And they got that. They got that in Lively. 
Uh, Lively's a big guy who's <clears throat> going. If they can sign Kyrie and put him in the pick and roll with Luca and Kyrie, that's yeah. going to be something to see. That is going to yeah. be something to see. Yeah. Uh, my parting shots is again. I'll say it again. I keep saying it with my chest. If we can get this offense to average 30 points a game like Dak averaged when he came back. And here's the other thing. Here's the other side of the thing. My biggest X factor, Dakota needs to stay healthy. Yeah. If we can get that, Dakota has to stay healthy. Let me, let me go ahead. Y'all might have forgot there was this little thing with his thumb last year. He missed some games. Before that, he got hurt. He missed some games. His shoulder, he got hurt. He missed he missed some practice. You know what I'm saying? We got to keep Dakota upright and keep him healthy. But if we keep him healthy and we can average 30 points a game, you're looking at a Super Bowl caliber team. And this is not, I repeat, this is not your same old Cowboys squad. You can say what you want, but this is not the same old Cowboys. So when, when people are like, oh, it's the same old Cowboys, same, no, it is not. It's not the same old Cowboys. You're looking at a brand new Cowboys team with a new heart. These guys went, went to see the Wizard. They got a new heart. They got some courage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> These... You got, it's not no cowardly lions in there. We got lions who really out here hunting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm telling you, like, you, I get hyped when I think about this defense because the defense is going to be defensing. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got all world defensive backs, all world safeties, all world. And then you got an all-world, the best defensive player in the National Football League, arguably, in Micah Parson, who's out here just getting better. I mean, he's just out here going to every clinic. And he was in Austin. He's in our hometown just acting bad, getting lessons from everybody, from Winmore. Uh, you know, from, from uh, he getting lessons over here from uh, Hall of Famer DeMarcus Ware. You know yeah, he stays, he, he stays busy. Sometimes I wonder if there's five of them, if he's got like four clones running around. Man, this man is hungry. He's hungry. Yeah. He's ready to eat. So this is not the same old Cowboys. And I'm on my rant. I'm on my soap stand. And you heard it here first. I keep telling you, I'm saying it with my chest. Saying it with my chest. If they 12, stay healthy, 5, that's the best team in the NFC. It is. 12-5, 13-4. Right. Either way you want to cut it, this team's going to the Super Bowl this year. Our drought is over. Watch it happen. I said it first. I'm going to look like a swami. I said it first. I'm catching heat for it. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl this year, man. We like to thank you guys for watching, man. <laughs> we like to thank you guys for watching. Like thank you guys for listening, man. And honestly, uh, spending time with us and, and listening to us rant. Because, of course, we love our Cowboys. And I hope you do, too. Uh, for myself... For time, we're going to catch you guys later. Peace.